let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast. My name's Joseph Madsell. I am your host. And I'm riding solo in this episode of Fitness Times Business, and I'm super excited about it, guys, because this is going to be, arguably, the most strategic, most practical, business-focused episode of the Fitness Times Business podcast that we have recorded thus far. And those of you who are listening who either run your own business or are within a management position within the business that you work for. And what I mean by that is you're in charge of other staff members within the business. You guys are going to take so much value out of this episode. It's going to blow your fucking minds. I'm going to talk to you guys about one of my personal favorite higher level reflection and observation techniques uh, that I that I, I tend to use at the start of, of every single year. And I've just gone through using this technique at the start of this new decade, 2020. And that technique is called SWOT analysis. For those of you who are unfamiliar with SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And there's five things that I want to talk to you guys about in today's episode about SWOT analysis. I want to go through what it is or what is it. I want to go through why do it? Why do I do it? Why do I think it's so valuable? Why should you do it as well for your business or for the staff that, that you're in charge of managing within the business that you work for? When should you do it? Who should be involved in your SWOT analysis? And then, of course, how you actually do a SWOT analysis. So I want to kind of set this up and then really kind of knock you guys down with with as much practical strategy as I possibly can about how I personally go and execute on a SWOT analysis. So let's get straight into it, starting with what is it, SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So effectively what this is, is it's a little bit of a brain dump, as I mentioned, it's a higher level reflection and observation technique that really allows you to kind of step outside of the day-to-day operations of your business or the business that you work for and kind of take a bird's eye view or, or, or a higher level view of the critical pieces of the business that make up the strengths of the business, the weaknesses of the business, the opportunities that the business has to do things better or improve, and then the threats to the business. That's effectively what it is. It's a bit of a brain dump. It's a bit of a higher level observation type technique. It's a little bit of a reflection type technique, but it's really just an opportunity to step out of the box, to step out of the day-to-day operations and really consider, you know, where are we at as a business? Where are we at? What are we good at? What are we not so good at? What can we get better at? And what do we need to keep our eye on? Why should you do a SWOT analysis? It really is an opportunity, the old cliche saying, you know, every now and again, you need to make sure you're working on your business, not in your business. That's particularly true for those of you who run your own business. And even those of you who are in management positions, which tend to, if you're in a management position and you're managing staff, they tend to be very operational based. So whether you like it or not, you are kind of boxed into working in the business most of the time, and you don't really get an opportunity to step out of that box 
and work on the business. This is really that opportunity to work on the business. So why should you do a SWOT analysis? To really step out of the box and take this higher level observation and reflection time to look at these different parts of the business. It also enables a, a recalibration of those day-to-day -day tasks. So you go through and you do a SWOT analysis and we'll get into exactly how to do it. And you might go, shit, the day-to-day -day tasks or the working in the business that I'm doing each and every day, spending most of my time doing, actually needs to be recalibrated a little bit because perhaps I'm not spending enough time on the strengths of the business or perhaps I, I, I'm not giving enough effort to bettering the weaknesses of the business or perhaps I'm not actually even interested in pursuing the opportunities of the business or I'm not even aware of the threats of the business and I need to be. So it really enables you to not just reflect on where the business is at, but reflect on what your day-to-day -day operational activities are within the business and really start to question those and go, are these really the operational day-to-day -day things that we need to be doing to take the business to the next level or protect the business from, from competition or whatever the situation may be? And the final reason why you want to do SWOT analysis, and this is personally why I do it at the start of each and every year, is that it is a really good way to set the foundation for new business goals, new business SMART goals. You guys know I'm a big fan of SMART goal setting, specific, measurable, attainable, uh, realistic, and time-bound. It really allows you, through taking this higher level look at how the business is performing, the things it does well, not so well, opportunities to do things better and, and the threats that you need to be aware of, to then go, okay, now let's have a look at the goals for the next year, the next couple of years, the next five years, the next 10 years, however, whatever that time period is within your smart goal setting for the business and go, okay, do these goals align with the strengths of the business? with correcting the weaknesses of the business, with pursuing the opportunities that we have as a business and with mitigating the threats to the business. So it's a really good foundational principle that I really advocate doing before you even consider setting new business goals. So anytime that you're, you're, you're gonna set new business smart goals, whether it's the start of every year, halfway through the year, once every couple of years, or just sporadically whenever, that, whenever it is, that's a really good opportunity to throw in a SWOT analysis as that fundamental first step in new business goal setting. And that kind of leads into the next point, which is when should you do it? At least once every 12 months. I think if you're not doing a proper SWOT analysis at least once every year, things are going to creep up on you that perhaps you don't want them to creep up on you. Weaknesses are going to become a little bit too weak to possibly be corrected. Threats that you may not even be aware of can become such a big threat to your business and you may not even see them, you may be become blindsided of them. Opportunities, we all know, man, in any business, opportunities pop up very, very frequently. And if you're not keeping your eyes open and you're not taking a high level view of what those opportunities are, you may miss them. And then strengths, as your business grows and as your business pivots or the business you're working for pivots and, and develops, the strengths of the business are going to change as well. So I'm a big fan of doing this at least once every 12 months. I personally do it once every 12 months at the start of each and every year before I set the new business goals for that particular year. If you're not interested in doing it once every 12 months, 
Do it before you set any new business goals. If your business goal setting period is five years, do it before you set those new business goals. If your business goal setting period is once every three months, do a SWOT analysis quite quickly because not a lot of things are going to change too much in three months, but do a brand new SWOT analysis before you set those new business goals. Who should be involved in your SWOT analysis? Now, this is probably one of the most important parts. Any staff that report directly to you should be involved in your SWOT analysis. Any staff that you're directly responsible for should be involved in your SWOT analysis. So let me give you an example. When I run a SWOT analysis here, I have all of my high-level managers contribute to that SWOT analysis. I have my retail operations manager, my warehouse manager, my office manager, my wholesale business manager, my media and IT manager, my business development manager, my project manager, my written content manager, and my apparel manager all contribute to the SWOT analysis because those are the managers that report directly to me. If you're a manager yourself, for example, our retail operations manager is responsible for all of the staff that work in the retail side of the business, the SWOT analysis should be done and contributed to by every staff member that works in the retail part of the business. Why do you want all of the staff members who report directly to you to be involved in your SWOT analysis? Two main reasons. The first reason is because often they're going to see things that you don't see. That's why you employed them in the first place. They're doing particular operational-based duties that you don't do. You're a manager. You're not necessarily, if you look at the, the retail operations of a particular business, in the retail stores each and every day on the retail floors. The wholesale side of the business. You're not a sales rep on the road talking to customers. You're a wholesale business manager, media and IT manager. You're not editing videos every day. You're not producing content every day. You're managing the people who do. So often those people who do, who are involved in the very nitty gritty day-to-day -day operations are going to see things that as a manager yourself, you don't see. And I get this a lot. There's a lot of shit as a business owner that I miss because I'm not in the day-to-day -day, every little piece, every little nitty gritty part of the business. That's why I employ people to do particular jobs. That's why I want them to be involved in the SWOT analysis because they're going to see things through their perspective, through their eyes, that I'm just simply not going to be able to see. The second reason why is because we're using the SWOT analysis as the foundation to set our new business goals. This is a really good point to get buy-in from your team. You're going to be setting business goals for each person that reports to you to go and execute on your behalf with your assistance. So you need to have them on board as to where those goals are coming from, why they're being set, and what you're trying to achieve, achieve as a team. This is what builds company culture. So getting your staff involved in the SWOT analysis gives them buy-in right from a fundamental point of the goal-setting process. It makes them feel like they're part of the team. They are part of the team. It reinforces that they're part of that team. It gives them buy-in into identifying the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, and then gives them buy-in when they see what the new business goals are, where those business goals have come from, why you're pursuing those business goals, 
and what the outcomes of achieving those business goals are going to be. So how do you do it? We've spoken about what, why, when, who, how do you actually go about executing a SWOT analysis? What I like to do is I like to use a whiteboard. I get a big ass fucking whiteboard and I split that whiteboard into four quadrants, straight down the middle, top to bottom, left to right, strengths in the top left, weaknesses in the top right, opportunities in the bottom left, threats in the bottom right. And then I get buy-in from all of my managers, all of the staff that report directly to me, get them all in a room, sometimes together, other times one by one, and I get their opinions. Guys, let's focus. Let's put the strengths hat on. Let's focus on the strengths. Let's then swap hats. Let's go to weaknesses, swap hats, go to opportunities, swap hats, go to threats. So what are the strengths? What are strengths? What goes in this part of the whiteboard? What goes in this quadrant? These are things that as a business or as a business unit, you are good at. These are the things that set you apart from the competition. These are the strengths that if you continue to triple down on these strengths, they're going to make your business stronger. They're going to continue to set you apart from your competition. They're going to continue to lead to future business growth. That's what a strength is. Things you're good at that set you apart from the competition your strengths that if you triple down on them will continue to make your business stronger and continue to make your business grow. Weaknesses. Now there's a couple of little nuances here that you guys, I want you to pay particular attention to when we define weaknesses, opportunities, threats, because there can be a lot of overlap between these three. Weaknesses are things that are within your control that you must get better at. Things that are within your control that you must get better at. This means that with focused, executed effort, you can correct these weaknesses and turn them into strengths. That's what a weakness is. And you must do this because if you don't, this weakness is going to very quickly become a threat to your business. So weaknesses are things that are within your control as a business. So you have the ability and the resources to correct them and turn them into strengths that you must get better at. These are urgent. These have to get done. You have to improve. Opportunities. Once again, things that are within your control as a business. So you have the ability and the resources that you can get better at. Not you must, because if you don't, you're going to be up shit creek. These are things that you can get better at. I like to use an analogy to differentiate between weaknesses and opportunities because a lot of people will have things that kind of they think fall into, two, into both columns. And a lot of times they kind of can. This is, this is the analogy I like to use. I like to think of a bucket and the bucket's full of water. There's holes in the bottom of the bucket you're trying to fill the bucket up with water, but there's holes in the bottom. So water is continuously falling out of this bucket. Those are your weaknesses. The holes in the bottom of the bucket are your weaknesses. You must plug them up. You must correct them or else you're going to lose way too much fucking water at the bottom of that bucket. Opportunities are a hose that's pouring water into the top of the bucket. 
So you can see with this analogy, if you don't plug those holes, you can continue to pursue opportunities until the fucking cows come home. You're going to continue to lose water at the bottom of that bucket, and that bucket is never going to get full of water. I like this analogy because then when it comes to actually setting goals, and I'll talk about this in depth in a second, but when it comes to actually setting goals, you have to prioritize fixing your weaknesses before you even consider looking at pursuing opportunities. You have to plug those holes in the bottom of the bucket before you turn up the hose pressure and continue to fill that bucket up. So opportunities, things within your control that you can get better at, not must, can. There's an opportunity to get better once the weaknesses have been taken care of. And then finally, threats. Threats are things outside of your realm of control that you should try and mitigate as best you can. So often threats, you don't have the ability or the resources to correct. Best type of example of a threat are some direct competitors to your business. You can't really do much about them. They're going to do what they're going to do. You're going to do what you're going to do. You're going to triple down on your strengths. You're going to correct your weaknesses. You're going to pursue your opportunities. They're going to do the same thing. There's not really too much you can do about that competition. It's outside of your control. But you do have the opportunity to mitigate their threat by doing those three things, by tripling down on your strengths, by fixing your weaknesses, and by pursuing your opportunities. So that's how I like to think about threats, things that are outside of your control that you should try and mitigate by tripling down on your strengths, correcting your weaknesses, pursuing your opportunities. So that's how we define strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. It's important that you guys understand that. And because you're getting buy-in from the staff that report directly to you, it's important that you explain that to them as well. Or else you're going to end up with things in the weakness quadrant that are actually opportunities, things in the opportunity quadrant that are actually weaknesses, things in weaknesses that should be threats, things in threats that should be weaknesses, things in threats that should be opportunities. It's just going to be a, a complete fucking mess. So you need to be very specific about what constitutes a strength, things you're good at that set you apart that you need to triple down on, what constitutes a weakness, things within your control that you must get better at, things that constitute an opportunity, things that are within your control that you can get better at once the weaknesses have been taken care of, and threats, things outside of your control that you should try to mitigate by tripling down on your strengths, correcting your weaknesses, and pursuing your opportunities. The final thing that I want to talk about is how then you use that SWOT analysis to start setting business goals and the order of priority upon which those business goals are set. This is kind of really open to interpretation, open to the amount of resources that you have as a business, open to your abilities as a business. But generally speaking, this is how I like to pursue business goal setting based on a complete SWOT analysis. The first priority is to triple down on strengths. So I will set business goals around making sure that we continue to dominate what we are good at and what sets us apart from our competition. That's our bread and butter. That's our asset as a business. That's what got us to the point we're at as a business. We cannot, we have to protect that. We have to defend that. We triple down and we set business goals around those strengths and those are the most important. 
The second most important are the weaknesses. Plug in those holes in the bottom of that bucket. We have to, we must, we have the ability, we have the resources, it's within our control. We must fix those weaknesses and ideally turn them into strengths. That's the second priority. The third priority, once we've set business goals and allocated resources to tripling down on strengths, once we've set business goals and allocated resources to correcting weaknesses, then we'll start to look at the opportunities. We'll start to look at that hose pressure that's filling up the bucket with water. We start to pursue those opportunities. But only once we've allocated the resources and set business goals around tripling down on strengths and around fixing weaknesses. Then we set business goals, we allocate resources to the opportunities. If you're doing those three things in that order, a lot of the threats you're going to mitigate automatically. But you should still be aware of them. Often it's very difficult to set business goals directly around mitigating threats because they're outside of your realm of your control. The principles of smart goal setting, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound are at odds with things that are outside of your realm of control. You can't set achievable goals around things that you don't have the resources or the ability to control. So a lot of the times, the threats are just something that you have to be aware of and will automatically be mitigated by you tripling down on your strengths, correcting your weaknesses, and pursuing those opportunities. And guys, that's a wrap for this episode of Fitness Times Business. If you have listened to this episode and you have found value in it, a couple of things that I ask of you guys. The first thing is to actually put this into practice. The main reason why I put this content out, the main purpose of the Fitness Times Business Podcast is to give you guys as much inspirational, practical, strategic, real-life advice that you can go and apply to your own life and achieve kick-ass fucking results. So if you listen to this podcast, you own your own business, you're in a management position for someone else's business, or you're in a position where this sort of strategy, this higher level reflection and observation strategy is a fundamental principle for setting goals is going to benefit you. The first thing I ask is that you actually go and put it into practice. Start this podcast again, get out a pen, paper, pad, start taking fucking notes and go and put this shit into practice. The second thing I ask is that you guys tell someone about this podcast. Spread the word, man. Spread the love. Next time conversation comes up about content that you've been enjoying, maybe it's a movie, people talk about movies they've seen, people talk about books they've read or listened to, drop the Fitness Times Business podcast in that conversation. Say, man, I love this podcast. And just give us a little shout out. Or if you're on Instagram, the one thing that I really like because I see it is take a screenshot of whatever podcasting platform you're listening to at the moment, post that screenshot in your Instagram story, tag me in the screenshot at Joseph Mencel. I see that shit. I repost that shit. I appreciate that shit. Guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure you give us a five-star rating. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.